All right. Well, um, I want to get situated. Um, so I, I, every time I come up here to speak, I'm like, okay, I have a plan to figure out what God is saying first, obviously. And then I also have to feel like it's important that we're aware of what's going on in the world right? Because you're impacted by that. You hear that. You see things, all this. I can't forget. We can't just act like things aren't going on. And then also, we've been really leaning into family, you know, the whole idea of family over the past several months. And so I'm like, ooh, okay, how are we tying all this together? And then I get Cheryl's set list, and I'm like, okay. It felt like a lot of that could lead into some really good teaching opportunity. And so we've mashed it all together, and I've come up with something I think today is going to be fun. And it will be personal to all of us, and hopefully we can take it with us. And at the end, we're going to do, like, a little bit of activating. And so even if you're watching online, you can do this from wherever you're at. Um, so, however, the problem with my thing today is that I didn't really have a story to really be pertaining to this idea at all. So I'm just going to tell you a random funny story that happened to me this week. Um, so as many of you know, well, obviously all of us, when you go into places, we've been doing this for months now where we see that plexiglass, you know, between us, it's like a shield, you know, between us and the cashier and wherever we're at for the post office, whatever. So, but we know, right. We're like, this is our life now and we're used to this. And so Friday I was at the coffee shop and they had, you know, their plexiglass up and everything. And I was just, you know, talking away and all this stuff. And I was seeing this little jar that had these granola bars in it. And I was interested in these granola bars. And I was like, oh, I want to look at those. And so I literally just went, Doom, and stuck my hand straight into the plexiglass. And they were like, no one has done that yet. Good job. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But um, I thought, you know what? That means it's just very clean as well. So anyways, that's just a little funny to make you laugh. Um, okay. So I want to, I just want to talk about praying. It's like, oh, Christians pray. But the thing is about this is how are we tying this into this idea of family? Because even if you've been in church forever and it never felt like family, or maybe you're only been in church for a month, then there's this idea of family and that the idea that, you know, we've got the Father, and we've got the Son, and we've got the Holy Spirit, and they operate in family, and we're all born into a family, and so family feels like the word that, that all of us can relate to, even though all of our definitions of family are different. We've really, in the past several weeks, been kind of teaching into what family is, and what it isn't, and what it looks like, and what it shouldn't look like, and what it sometimes does look like, and all that kind of thing. And so in that, I felt like, how do I tie prayer into this idea of the family model? And really what came to me was that in family, we have to make a decision um, to say, I'm a part of this, and so I'm going to take ownership in this. And so whether that's like if I'm thinking of Aaron and I and then our four kids, I need to take ownership in my family as mom as parent, as wife, um, and so what that looks like for me might be, okay, the children just had a meltdown, and I can't say, oh, they probably saw that from their father. No, I need to take ownership and say, well, really, they probably saw it from their father and me, right, and I need to say, okay, now, here's where the prayer part comes in. 
I need to pray into this. These are my kids. It goes way beyond just that. It's they're going into school. They're encountering people in their lives. They've got friendships. They've got struggles, issues, things they're dealing with, their character, identity, all of this stuff. As mom, I'm, t I'm like saying, I take ownership in this family and I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna hear the Lord and what God is saying for them. For my husband, when he's going to work, I'm taking ownership. I'm saying, okay, this is my stake in the ground. This is what I can do to contribute to this family. So that's the, at, this, at the personal level in our families. You know, may, maybe we need to pray for our parents. Maybe we need to pray for our siblings, whatever. Whatever that looks like, that's part of being in family. And so that, that leads me into my first verse, which is in Philippians um, 2, 3. And a lot of the stuff I'm reading today is going to come from the Passion. I just, I don't know, I just got hooked in it, and then it was good, so I'll just go in there. But it says, Be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts. But in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. So we take that in regard to this. I wake up, I'm having a horrible day, and then I find out that he's just experienced some real major tragedy at work. I have to snap out of my problem. And in what this verse is saying, put him over my issues and really lean in to the Lord and just pray for him and cover him, take ownership and my responsibility in that. That's an example of what that looks like. Now let's start thinking at, di at different realms. So the next realm we could think of as the upper room family, right? So I'm having a real bad day, but I find out that someone else in our upper room family's mother just passed away unexpectedly. I need to snap out of myself, and I need to put others above myself, and I get to pray for that person. I get to release heaven over her. I get to just see what God is doing and saying in this situation, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's where this idea of others over self. Now, we can even move bigger. The kingdom family, right? We need to put others in the kingdom above ourselves. Other churches. Let's lift up other churches. Let's not just focus on upper room, upper room, upper room. What is happening in the kingdom? What are other churches sensing? What what do other churches need? What do other Christians need? What do what do Christians in other nations? What are we what are we praying into for them? And so this this has to become part of who we are in that we begin to live a life of others above ourselves. And I love at the beginning, it's real convicting when it says, be free from your pride-filled opinions. I don't know about you, but there is a difference between me saying my opinions when I'm talking to the Lord or talking to others, and I'm saying, and this, and this, and they should do it like this, and what about this, and have them do it this way, and all that stuff. No, that's my opinion. I don't even know. I can't even give a chance for God to say what his idea is because I'm just throwing out my opinions. And then in that, when we get rid of that, then we can begin to walk in what he's doing, what he's saying, what he's sensing, what he's telling us for our family, our church family, our kingdom family, for the world, all of these different things. And so that's kind of the basis for that. So first of all, it, we, we, we want to know, like, in, I guess this kind of is flip-flopped. In this situation that we're in right now, in, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I see that there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of issues, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm having a hard time figuring out 
specifically what the Lord is calling me to do. How can I do something? What what is it my voice? Is it, you know, what how how do I be a part of the change, right? And so I think that there are specific things for each of us and specific things for each church and for the kingdom and all these different things. But one thing that I know that we can do, because I don't know if you get to feel this way, sometimes I'm like, gosh, I just feel like I should do something. I don't know what. And now I feel bad because I don't feel like I'm doing anything, you know? And so it's like, here's the one thing we know we can do. We can pray, right? And so... And, and, but then what begins to happen is we start to pray, and then it starts to turn into this frustration because I'm praying for this, but I'm actually seeing this. And so then what becomes the issue here? Well, the issue is that the Bible says that our prayers are powerful and effective, right? So we know that the prayers we pray are powerful and effective, but then what happens is we start to use our eyes to see what's not happening, and then we begin to walk in frustration, and then we even start to get building a case against the Lord, because we're like, I prayed that, but you're doing this. But it doesn't say that our prayers are powerful and effective now. It doesn't say that they're effective in 30 days or three years. There's really not a timeline. So we know that the word is true and that it says that they are powerful and effective. But then we trust that now God does his part in his time, in his way, and in his plan. Because his way is better. We, how many know, have learned? Has anyone learned the lesson? His way is fine. Your way is better. Okay? All right. And so that's, that can be the thing that starts to motivate us as we move through different dynamics, even in our family. It's like, I feel like I could say the same thing day after day after day, and I have been saying the same things to these children whom I love. And when I'm pointing my hand over here, you're probably thinking I'm talking to, say, Aaron. And that does apply to him sometimes. I say the same thing day after day after day. But <laughs> my point is that sometimes we just need to stop the that and just pray right? Because that's really the powerful and effective way to do it, and efficient. And in that, we might get words. We might get things that we do need to release, and we do need to speak, and things then we can say. What if, what if all I do is spend my time telling them to stop doing this or doing that, and the next thing I know, I decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to shut up there, and I'm going to pray, and the Lord instantly gives me a download of how to address my kids or how to explain something out to them everything shifts and changes. And so I think sometimes we take that out of the equation. We take this prayer piece out of the equation or our prayer looks like, God, I need you to do this, 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 and this. Amen. I'm out. You know, and, and we just don't even try to connect our heart with what he's doing. Okay. So I wanted to explain or just kind of quickly touch on this idea of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Relate that as how they operate in family when we operate in family here. These, these, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are, are constantly in communication with each other, understanding each other, listening to each other, figuring each other out, right, and hearing what they're all doing, right? So in John 5, I want to read um, 5, 19 through 21, it says, So Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The Son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the Father doing, for the Son does the same works as his Father. Because the Father loves his Son so much, he always reveals to me everything that he is about to do. And you will be amazed when he shows me even greater works than what you've seen so far. For just like the Father has power to raise the dead, the Son will raise the dead and give life to whomever he wants. So as I'm reading this, this is this perfect example of 
the son doing what he sees the father doing. And so that tells me that there is something going on where they're communicating with each other. They're aligned with each other. And it talks so many times, verse after verse after verse after verse, that Jesus went to the mountain to pray, to spend time with the Father. And they were knowing each other's heart and understanding. And Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Right? And so there, there's a tool on how we pray. We go to the Father, and we say, okay, Father, what are you doing? And then we do what we hear him saying. We do what we see him doing. We pray and release what he's saying. Okay. John 15, 26. Here's an example with the Holy Spirit. Um, it says, And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me. So now we see the Holy Spirit's emanating the Father, and now he also is getting to come to us and tell us things about the Father and, and speak to us about the Father. So we see how they know each other, they're in community, they're in communion, whatever, and they're talking, they're understanding each other, they're getting to know each other, and that's what we get to do in the family. In the family of God, we're hearing from heaven, we're understanding what he's doing, and then we're getting to release that um, um, out throughout the world. Okay, now, this verse I found that I wanted, I was, I was trying to think, okay, how, how can I figure out how do I access heaven, how does that all work, all this kind of stuff, and it's in Luke. It says, now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized, and while he was praying, while he was praying, the visible heaven was opened. And I was just like, what? This is so cool. While he was praying, heaven opened. So sometimes we go into a prayer time, and we don't, we're like, I'm, I have nothing. Where am I going? But I love this because as Jesus is praying, heaven open. And I felt like the Lord was showing me that as we pray, that's how we unlock things. That's how we gain insight. That's how we get our clarity. That's our strategy. We, heaven opens as we pray and we just get to reach up and pull it down. And so everything that's happening in heaven gets to happen here. We get to yank that down from heaven to earth. How do I know? Because in Matthew 6, 10, it says, the Lord's Prayer, part of the Lord's Prayer says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm praying, heaven opens, I see what heaven's doing, and I'm beginning to pull it down, and on earth as it is in heaven over my kids, on earth as it is in heaven in the government, as earth as it is in heaven, how are the angels worshiping? I'm pulling it down, and this is on earth happening the way it's happening in heaven, right? And so, to me, I was like, man, that is so good. I don't know. I've, I think I've read that verse before, but mm, it's good. Um, okay, so we're pulling it down. We get insight into situations when heaven is involved, right? This is the difference. Sometimes when we're trying to figure things out on our own, heaven's not, we're, we're like, we're not including heaven in, this, in the process. But as soon as heaven opens up, we get insight, right? And we get to bring that into these situations. Um, okay, now. Speaking of that, as we're praying, one of the things that I found, there's an awesome book called The Happy Intercessor. I couldn't find it. I think I gave it to someone. So I pulled out this one, which is the devotional piece to it. It's called The Joy of Intercession. And uh, I was flipping through, and one of the things I read in here was about intercession, um, you know, which is intercession is basically praying when we pray for those who can't, won't, or don't know how. 
and we're interceding, right? And we're, we're interceding on people's behalves or, or behalves of others. And so I was, I was reading this, and it, it talked about two parts to this. And so um, I think it broke it down really well. The first one is petition, and that is just making a request. So I feel like a lot, like, got to keep my book open. I feel like a lot of times, um, for me, this is just for me, and I think if you look at your prayer time and how you pray and stuff like that, you'll, you'll be able to identify this too. But for me, a lot of times, um, the petition part is probably not as often as the next part, which is the declaration part, which is the declaration comes from a place of faith or belief that it will be done. So if you hear me up here a lot and I'm praying, you'll hear me say, like, I thank you, God, that blank. I thank you, God, that uh, you have a plan for my life. I thank you. And I just begin to declare because a lot of times when we're praying in declaration, a lot of that pulls from the word. And I feel like as I'm declaring verses and stuff, like I know the word is true. It is true. So everything I'm saying is truth. And so when I'm praying it, it comes from a place of belief and faith because I know what I'm saying is truth. And so it's like this force that's just like whoom, coming through with me. And so there's those two pieces. There's this piece that's petition and that's making requests. That's like, God, my family member's in a terrible place and I'm just requesting, would you just make your way into his life? Let him have an encounter with you, whatever. Those types of, of petitions and requests. And then that declaration piece, like, thank you, God, that heaven will invade Tip City. Thank you that as we worship this morning, that people are going to feel your presence. Like, we're just declaring things in faith and belief. And so I think it's important to kind of break it down into those those two, because even if we're, like, new to praying or we maybe we're stuck in how we pray, like, this kind of gives me a little bit of a map of how to go about it. Um, and so we have this idea of intercession, this decision. It's got to be a decision. I'm not going to pray because I have to. I don't pray because I have to. I pray because I get to and also because I want to. I know that if I'm not praying, it's just like us. If I'm not communicating with him and I'm not talking to him, there's a massive disconnect. And in fact, I, we talk a lot. I think, I think we talk more than most people. I think that. Do you? Huh? <laughs> we talk so much to each other. We will be on a four-hour car ride, and we will talk the whole way unless we're in a fight. Remember that one time that we were in a fight? We didn't talk for three hours. But if we're not fighting, we will just talk and talk and talk and talk and process and process and process. And so if that is missing from the relationship, there's massive disconnect. But, and so, parallel that to, to God. When we're praying, like, I, my heart is to know his heart. And I'm not going to know his heart unless I'm in communication with him. I'm in communion with him. I'm trying to hear what he's saying. I'm reading my word because I know the word is truth. That's his voice as well. But also this piece of this talking to and receiving. And it's not just me always dumping. There are times when it's always me dumping. And I'm like, but it's, we have to have this, this flow of back and forth. Yes, you hear my heart, but now I want to hear your heart. And what are you saying in this situation? And now I have faith and belief, and I begin to declare as I pray. And man, if you could just get your mind around this, just like the power that we have, it, talk, it says in the Bible, it says the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. I, I know I already said it, but it's just like, come on. It's not just going on dead ground. It's not just throwing out words. No, it's, we're moving things. And man, I just, I just feel this sense of like, if we're family, 
then what are we doing to to take stake in that, to claim that, to go after our family members, to, to go after the things of the kingdom. And so there's a verse that I skipped. It's like, it's like the final boom. It's Ephesians 2.19, right here. It says, so you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the holy ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You have all the rights as family members. I love that it even says that. As family members of the household of God, you have every right to petition and declare, to, to pray and decree, to, to pray for others, to pray for people, to pray for your government. Stop complaining about your government and just pray for your government. So we have this opportunity, this right as a family member to do these things. And then also... In Ephesians 16, Paul commissions us and says, Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. And I think, I just want to rip off this idea, because, like, some of you can pray for five hours a day. Nicole cannot. And, and if, God, if God said to me, go in your room and shut the door and pray for five hours, I would do it, right? Because I'm obedient. I want my, heart, I want my heart is pure for him. But I'm just saying, in general, I'm kind of more of like, I can't do that. So, But what I can do is pray with everything that's in me for as long as I can. You know, and, and it doesn't matter if I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, God, thank you. And all of a sudden someone pops into my mind and I just say, uh, be with them, release heaven over them, whatever. And then I move on. It's okay. So like, I feel like there's need to be some permission that your prayer doesn't have to be a 45 minute step. One, two, three, four, five. No, your prayer comes from your heart. You know, there's a, there's times when I text him five paragraphs and there's other times when I text him two sentences right? But we're staying connected, and we're, we're, we're communicating with each other. So I just think that, like, there, we're commissioned to pray, and there's times when God calls us to pray long. There's times when it's short. There's times when it's a word. There's times when it's a verse. There's just, there's no one right way to make sure that, check off the list, I did my prayers today. No, because I'm not doing it because I have to. I don't need to live like that. I have a lot of things in my life that I have to do because I'm required to or because I have to obey the laws or whatever, right? In this situation with God, it's freedom. We get to. It's fun. I want to. I look forward to it. It's my heart. And so we have to rip off this idea of like, okay, we have to pray. Now we have to pray before dinner. and We have to pray. No, we get to. And it's fun. Um, okay, maybe you're asking what to pray. So Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. We don't know what to pray. We ask him. What about when we are, or well, does God hear me, basically? And if I'm stressed, in my distress, in Psalms 18, in my distress, I call to the Lord. I cry to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. I think sometimes the enemy wants us to think like, oh yeah, go ahead and say what you want, but nobody's listening. But the reality is, the truth, the truth is that I cried out and my words went into his ears and he heard me. He heard me. It comes from this place of trust and belief. Yes, he's hearing me. My prayers are effective. And we cannot base it on what we see him doing or not doing. We cannot. 
I cannot base his love for me based on what he does or doesn't do. Okay? Let me tell you. Because there would be some issues. Okay? Sometimes I'd be like, wow, he loves me so much. And then the next day I'd be like, he hates my guts. If I just based it on his response and his actions or lack of action. It's the same way with the Lord. Okay. Um, now, this is the last piece, and then we're going to do a fun thing. Um, let it go. You guys know the song? It's, I'm not promoting this song, but you need to let it go. You need to let it go. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, Mark 11:24. it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Okay? We do not hang on to things. Sometimes there's like, you walk around and we, we like feel so heavy, burdened with worry or with stuff. And when we pray into it and we release heaven because heaven's open and we're pulling down heaven into that and we release heaven into it, we need to let it go, right? Because it is finished. I, that's the other thing in this book I wanted to read when it's talking about when we pray something, we need to let it go. And it says, what part of finished don't you understand? If we can catch this thought and put it into our hearts and pray, our prayer lives will change. We will become confident in what Jesus did and we will become releasers of his kingdom here on earth. I mean, Jesus finished it on the cross. Right? So we don't need to hold on to this stuff. As we pray into it and release heaven over it and all this stuff, we let it go. Now, that doesn't mean that once we pray into it and let it go, that a week later, a month later, the Lord doesn't, like, put it on us again in the sense of his burden, right? And then we get to pray into it again and let it go. But if we're carrying some of this stuff and, like, we're just holding on to it and holding on to it. We pray into it, but we hold on to it. That's not his desire. That's not what he has for us. That's not how he wants us to operate. I can walk into the world and watch a lot of people who are just worried all the time, and they don't look any different than some of us who pray things and then never release it. And so that there's a problem there. There needs to be a difference. We've released it to the Lord and released heaven into the situation. We what? We let it go, okay? All right, so here's what we're going to do. I felt like as I've talked about a lot of this, I want to activate you guys to be able to say, okay, I'm taking, like, I'm like, this is it. I, part of the family, part of the family of God. We have rights, all this stuff. And so you see these big sheets around the room. Um, and so for people online, we're going to flash the screen up that'll have all the topics that you can pray into. But these are different areas that our prayer team has been praying into. And then on the first night of uh, our HOD night this month, some of us prayed into this stuff, but really what I want you to do is I'm going to read them. I'm going to read the papers off to you, just the titles. And I, I really think like whatever you're drawn to, it doesn't mean like whatever you think the Lord has you praying about, but these different areas, whatever you feel called to, or you're like, you know, education really interests me, or maybe you're a teacher or whatever. I want you to gather up in groups around those papers. And I want you to, you can feel free to read through what's already been written um, pray things as a group, declare things. If you feel like a word from God over those different areas, just release that and write them on there because, you know, this is part of what we get to do as a family, okay? It's not just about us in here at this moment, right this very second. No, there's this is a big, big picture of what we get to do as a kingdom family and what Upper Room gets to do and all this stuff. So here are um, the different areas. He's got them up here for me. Um, first is unity. Second is Upper Room. Third is Tip City in the surrounding areas. 
There's one that's sickness and disease, one that's education, one that's family, one is government, one is worship, one is nations, and then I just we just added the one for business. So really, I'm just going to release you guys. We're going to just take about 10 minutes, and I just, as a group around each of those papers, just whatever you feel, like if you feel something pressing on you for an area, write it down. Just write it down. We're going to pray and all that kind of stuff as a group. So this is a way to activate, to get to know somebody also, but um, just to take your stake and be like, come on, this is family. This is what we're doing. We're going to pray into this. Um, okay? So that's it. You can go and find those. We'll play some music in the background, and we'll just kind of go after this. <laughs> 